Hello, and welcome to the Without Exception podcast. My name is Josiah Ott, and on this podcast, I seek to share practical content for everyday Christians. My hope is that I can help you live out your faith each day without exception. Welcome to episode 28 of Without Exception. Thank you for listening. Today, I want to share about choosing joy in life. Now, before I begin, I want to share another quick update. I think in this next stretch of my life, next stretch of time, I'm going to be moving to shorter episodes for the podcast. It's been honestly very hard for me to keep up uh, with all my other responsibilities. It's something that I really had a passion to do. And it's something I want to continue to do. And I know there's been a few of you who've listened, who've reached out to me and shared about how it's been a blessing in your life. And so in light of that, I don't want to just give up doing a podcast. I I enjoy it, but it's, it's just another thing on my plate. And it would be, honestly, if I really had to cut something, it would be one of the first things I cut. And so in light of this, I'm kind of thinking maybe instead of cutting it or trying to keep up with the current thing, I'm going to move to shorter episodes, maybe like 10 minutes instead of 20 minutes. And hopefully it'll be something that maybe you could even listen to before you go to work or before you start your day on a Tuesday, instead of having to find a 20 to 30 minute stretch in order to hop on and listen, you could just get up, maybe listen while you're doing your morning coffee. And it can be a thought for you to start your day, hopefully carry you through the week. So I think in this next season, I'm going to do this because I don't want to quit, but I've been really struggling to keep up. Honestly, for like the last month, maybe month and a half, I've done like my podcast notes on a Monday night, recorded the podcast on a Monday night, and then published it like the next Tuesday, like the next morning. For a while, I had a few in the, in the bank. I was kind of ahead. Um, but right now, that's just not been working. I've, I've barely stayed afloat with so many things going on. But I do want to continue to do stuff. And I do still have things that God is laying on my heart, right? And God's still speaking things to me. God's still showing things to me in his word. And I want to be able to share that. And I want it to be a blessing to people. But I think maybe I'll go with more of a uh, bite-sized piece for now. And maybe that'll even be easier for people to listen to. So with that, uh, episode 28, we're going to dive into the concept of choosing joy. And I hope it's okay for me to share about something that I legitimately struggle with. There's a lot of times uh, that people say, you know, you prepare a message for yourself or, or whatever. You know, it's kind of that thought. And a lot of times I'm far from perfect, but a lot of times I don't really struggle with something and still share it. You know, like I don't have a ton of really bad struggles in life, but this is something I do legitimately struggle with. In fact, uh, just tonight, like I, I kind of sometimes I don't know about you. Uh, I'm human. And sometimes I kind of get in a funk and I'm like frustrated. And, you know, it's so easy to look at everything that's going wrong in life and or things not even that wrong. I don't want to say wrong, but things that are just difficult and you get focused on on different things. And then you get kind of in this funk. You're like, oh, I'm just, ugh. you know, I don't even have a word for it. Just that's kind of the feeling. And so I've actually kind of been there a little bit tonight. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to share a podcast episode on choosing joy. So I hope it's okay. Uh, to share something that I'm, yeah, legitimately, this is something I struggle with. This is something that is for me. Uh, I hope it would be a blessing to you, but this is something that stood out to me in my reading uh, recently. And so that's why I want to bring it to you as well. And it, it comes from the premise that we can choose joy. Joy is not something that will ever be forced on us. God will not force joy on us. It's something that we have to choose to to have it's more of a posture than a situation. You know, it, it's not 
oh, well, I'll be joyous when everything in my life is the way I want it to be, because first of all, that'll never happen. And really, it's the the fact that we can have a posture of saying, you know, I choose to be joyful in the midst of whatever I've got going on in life. Even if life is good, that doesn't automatically mean you'll be joyful. And as I said, kind of about the idea of getting in a funk, it's so easy to, to focus on, you know, the bad rather than the good or the things, not even bad, again, things maybe that are difficult rather than things that are blessings. And a thing I think I've shared this before, but I can't remember. And if I haven't, I'll share it. And if I have, I'll share it anyways. There's a podcast that Brittany and I listen to. It's a marriage podcast. And the man who speaks there, his name is Dave Willis. And he talks a lot about this this illustration that he's done. I think he's shared it at conferences. Again, I think I might have shared this before. And he says that he, he's at this conference. He's a public speaker. He's up in the front. And he says, okay, I'm going to do this exercise. I want you all to to look around, you know, notice everything that is the color red. Look around, see all the red in the room. Look around, look around, look around. All right, make take notes in your mind. You know, how many red things are there? Okay, now close your eyes. And with your eyes closed, tell me one thing in the room that's blue. And I love this, I love this illustration. Every time he shares it, it's it's so powerful. And he said that the irony is a couple times he's been wearing a blue shirt. And, you know, the people can obviously because everybody's been looking for the things that are red, they can't see the things that are blue because they're looking at the wrong thing. And they use this specifically as an analogy for how you deal with your spouse. You know, there's so many people that, oh, well, say the red is the bad things and the blue is the good things. They, they might notice all these red things about their spouse and their spouse is, is, is bad for these reasons and they're not really that great. But then if you realize that you could actually choose to focus on the good things, then obviously they would be a much better spouse than you probably give them credit for. But it works in pretty much every area of our lives. It's so easy to do that in marriage, but you could also say, okay, well, I'm going to choose to focus on the good at my job instead of the bad at my job. Something that I've shared, at least with my local church, a time or two, is that in my, in my current stage in life, I don't make a ton of money. My my wife and I, we're not poor by any stretch. You know, we're doing fine, but I don't make a ton of money. But at the same time, so that, that could be a negative thing to a lot of people. But at the same time, every night I'm at home with my family every night. And every night I get to tuck my daughter into bed every night. And so you can look at this and say, well, I really wish I made more money, but I know a lot of people that make a lot of money that aren't ever at home and their kids, you know, they, they might be missing out a little bit because the, the, their parents aren't at home as much. And I'm not trying to condemn anybody. You know, I'm not saying that's inherently wrong. You, you know, a man, especially should be a provider for his family. I mean, Paul even says, you know, if you don't provide for your own family, you're worse than an infidel or an unbeliever. But you, you realize there's there's good things you can look at, bad things you can look at. And it's funny, like I look at a, a while ago, there was a, a time with our car. We had a few problems with our car. And for me, all the time, it was so easy for me to say, you know, this is a great car. And and it, it has been. We have a, a 2006 Toyota RAV4 with 235,000 miles on it. It is a great car. We love it. And we're actually getting some work done to it this week to try to tune it up because we don't want to get rid of it. You know, it's it's costly to replace stuff, but it's even more costly to get a new vehicle and deal with taxes and all that stuff, right? And so th- there's a stretch where, you know, one of the, the one thing that went wrong, for those of you who don't know, we, we got this car and the defroster broke. Like, it's one of those things you really take for granted. There's no defrost on it. And there's this little plastic gear that snapped and it's not a part that you can just buy and replace 
and you, you don't even really care about your defroster until it's winter time and then you can't defrost your windshield right and then it, when you're driving and if there's ever precipitation of any sort it could actually freeze on your windshield while you're driving it's actually a safety issue and even during the the um during the summertime if it rains it can fog up it's it's you know it's not a great thing and this has been broken for a while and some people might be really frustrated with it but i've always been able to say you know despite the couple things that are wrong with this this is really a great car and for some reason it's hard for me to look at other things that way. It's not always easy for me to say, despite the negative in whatever situation, you know, it's really not that bad. Or despite the negative things in my life, I really have a good life, despite the, in any area, right? And so I want to challenge you guys to to look at this, challenge you to think about it that way. Like maybe despite these things, it's really, it's really not bad. So the thought I want to share with you from scripture today, it's a short thought. And it comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, ironically enough. The book of Ecclesiastes, for me, I think is the most depressing book in the entire Bible. I mean, it's like, if you've ever thought that, you know, maybe you do something in life, like you mow the grass, right? And then the next week, you got to mow the grass again. You're like, why do I ever bother mowing the grass? Because it's just going to grow back next week. You know, why do I clean the house? Because it's going to get dirty again. Why do I do dishes? Because I'm going to have dirty dishes tomorrow, right? I think that's something that a lot of people kind of battle with. They're like, oh, it's so frustrating because it's so reoccurring. And then you read the book of Ecclesiastes and it's like, yeah, that's exactly what life is like, right? You know, he's there. He's like, vanity, vanity, vanity. Life is vanity. Everything is is vain. There's no point to it. And it's kind of depressing. And you're like, yeah, you know, that's true. And it's in the word of God. And you're like, man, I guess it's true. And so when I go to the book of Ecclesiastes, again, I'm not somebody that's typically super joyful. And so I like, I, I like the book of Ecclesiastes, but sometimes when I dive into it and I, and I see it coming up in my reading plan, I'm like, oh man, like I'm going to be a little down after reading Ecclesiastes again. And cause it's a vanity. And I'm like, yeah, Solomon, you're right. It's vain. And the Hebrew word for vanity, it's funny. It can even, it's translated also as like a breath or a vapor. You know, it just talks about the fact that it's, it's fleeting. It's, it could be worthless, you know, as another word that can be used, it, it can be translated as. And so reading through Ecclesiastes and seeing this, again, it was part of my my uh, read through the Bible in one year plan. I crossed through this, I think about a week ago. And I'm reading through the book of Ecclesiastes. And there's a few verses that stood out to me. And that's what I want to share with you today. And again, I'm, normally I don't go to Ecclesiastes for topics on joy, but that is what I found here. So Solomon talks in chapter five about fearing God. And then he goes into the vanity of riches, how a rich man could lose all he has, you know, kind of some of the, the vanity, some of the bad things. But then at the end, this is what he shares in verse 18. And this is what I want to share with you. He says, behold, what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun, the few days of his life that God has given him for this is his lot. Everyone also to whom God has given wealth and possessions and power to enjoy them and to accept his lot and rejoice in his toil, this is a gift from God. For he will not much remember the days of his life because God keeps him occupied with joy in his heart. So we see in this that finding joy is a choice. And not only that, that it comes from God. And to be able to accept our lot in life, what no matter what season you're in, what, what place in life you're in right now, to realize that God is probably working in your life more than you realize. And even if you feel frustrated or stressed out, maybe you're overwhelmed, maybe you're going through a difficulty in life. I don't know where you're at in life right now. But no matter where you're at, 
we can choose joy and we can choose to see that that God has given us gifts with where we're at and that this is the lot that we have in life and we just have to have to accept it. It's where we're at. Now, obviously, there's sometimes where maybe your lot in life isn't good and you should go change it. You know, I, there are times when it's like, oh, I'm in a bad place and I need to make better decisions or I need to change directions. There is certainly uh, times for that. But a lot of times you can just kind of get stuck in the grind and be like this, yeah, this is my lot in life as if it's like a woe is me. Instead of looking at it and saying, look, God's put me here for such a time as this for a certain purpose in this season. And I think looking at life seasonally is very helpful as well. I continually remind myself that, you know, I feel overwhelmed sometimes because I'm doing a lot of a lot of coursework for my master's degree, going through a seminary program, working towards an MDiv but I'm done next year. And I, and I realized there's a lot of sacrifices that my family's had to make and different things that I want to do that I don't have time to do right now, but it's only for a season and realizing that, that God's put me in this plot, in this place, God's called me to do this at this season, but it's just for a season in, in a year from now, I'm going to be done and I'll have a lot more time. Just today, uh, I was able to go to the lake with, uh, Brittany and Selah. Selah caught a nice little largemouth bass. I mean, obviously I help her a little bit, but it was really special, you know, and I, I had some time off today that I was able to do that. And that's something I wish I could do like every week or biweekly or at least once a month. And I haven't taken my daughter out on a, on the kayak together or as a family for like three months now. And it's something I wish I could do more often. But realizing, hey, in, in next year, my life's going to be completely different. I'm going to have so much more time and I'll be able to do these things more. But right now, this is my lot in life. And again, this is something I legitimately struggle with. Again, I'm not a super joyful person, but like, I don't have a joyful personality. I don't feel, I don't know, maybe some people feel I do. I don't, I don't think I used to be known as somebody that had like an Eeyore personality. People at one time said, I think Eeyore could be your spirit animal. And I've definitely changed from that, but it's still something I struggle with. And so when I was reading through Ecclesiastes, again, something I was not looking forward to reading, this hit me and I was like, you know, this is so good. And this really ministers to me. Like I just, I have to choose it. And so every day I've been trying to choose, I'm going to focus on the good in my life. I'm going to focus on why I should be thankful with my current lot and the fact that God has a purpose for it. And obviously sometimes I fail, like literally right before I recorded this episode. So I'm still working on it too, but it's something that has been challenging to me and I've been trying to implement in my own life. And so I figured I would share it on the podcast and I hope that it was a blessing to you. I hope it can make a difference in your life. And I hope that you can conquer it, you know, and that you don't struggle with it nearly as much as I do. Maybe you don't struggle with it at all. And then you could take this episode as a pat on the back. But regardless, that's what I wanted to share. So with that, I thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Without Exception podcast. I pray that this episode has been edifying to you and that it is something you can put into practice in your own life. If you enjoyed this show, please subscribe and share it with others. If you were listening on Apple, I would love it if you would leave a review. It helps with the exposure of the show. That said, I pray you have an awesome week, and until I see you next time, let's live out our faith each day without exception.